Yes. Well, uh, yeah, it's just hard work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, Robin, you're yes. a full-time <laughs> architect at NordCloud, a Microsoft Azure MVP, LinkedIn Learning Instructor. And besides that, you also have a couple of community channels for yourself, like Robino.io. Uh, you're working at Streaming Clouds, which recently mm -hmm. announced its own community channel using Discord. So you seem to be everywhere. I cannot open Twitter or LinkedIn without seeing your face on my screen. So. Where do you get the time? I mean, how are you doing all of this? Good question. Um, yeah, well, a trial and an error, <laughs> I think. No, it's you know, there's there's a plan and, and an approach behind trying to maximize your output, right? But prioritizing. Okay, let me let me lay lay this out, right? Okay, so there are a lot of things that I do. I have my job nine to five, like you already mentioned. Right, so a cloud solution architect at NorCloud. Then I have a live stream together with Kevin called Streaming Clouds. That's usually outside of office hours. Sometimes we do it in office hours, but depending on our guests. Uh, and then I have the Robin on platform as well, where, well, you uh, yourself write blog posts, right? So, um, yeah, how do I do all of that, right? So. First of all, I optimize my sleep, I optimize my nutrition, and I try to exercise at least three times a week. Right? This way I optimize my mind and my body um, to deliver. Next to this, I'm trying to use deep work or a flow state to get into a heightened you know, mode of concentration and heightened mode of focus, which allows me to, you know, output results that I in a yeah that I wouldn't be able to produce in a more of a distracted um, mind state and yeah what else do I do right and I yeah <laughs> it seems it seems yeah. like you're looking at at what you just mentioned the deep focus it seems like it's becoming a second nature of you so is it something you have been practicing along the years or is that something that you have read about and just adopted or? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I do have ADHD. So, uh, or I'm all over the place or I'm really hyper-focused, right? So I, I'm, I honed this over the years, right? So it's whenever I'm in hyper-focus, I lose track of time. I forget to eat. I forget to drink. Okay. That's not, that's not really good. Right. But um, it's easy, for, well, it's not easy, but when I'm in a heightened state of concentration, then, you know, I'm I'm just going, it's flowing, um, and I'm able to produce whatever I need to produce, right? No obstacles anymore, no self-doubt, self no questions in, okay, where am I going, I'm, where am I going with this? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing. And another thing, it's, it's a skill that you need to practice, right? Just like running a marathon, for example. It's not something you can just do right now if you don't have the proper training and prepare yourself. So in your mind and your focus is um, just like another muscle, right? So you need to train it, you need to hone it, and then eventually you can um, yeah, use it more efficiently or more deliberately, or you know you can really use it as a tool.
So something else that I do in the morning, and I have a routine, a morning routine, uh, which usually starts with not touching my phone, right? So no social media, no late night emails that I look at in the morning or anything else, anything else that surprises me. So I'll wake up. Sometimes I fail though, but okay, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, so, so I aim not to t touch my phone in the morning, no distractions, no other things. I meditate in the morning, like 10 minutes, breathing exercises, meditation, whatever. It's like honing that refocus skill, right? You're going to sit there in complete stillness, focus on your breathing. And then whenever you, yeah, your thoughts arise or you're distracted, at one point you realize that and you draw back into that, that focus point, whatever that may be for you, right? And this is practicing that that focus, that that you know, that flow state as well. After that, I journal, and not like, hey, dear diary, somebody yesterday made fun of me or whatever. No, more as in um, gratitude exercises. So, what am I grateful for? Right, like three things, and equally important, what are the three things that I'm trying to accomplish today? It can be anything, right? It can be reading a book. It can be walking with my dog. It can be anything. But the three things that I prioritize today to accomplish, right? So usually I accomplish more. But if I accomplish th these three things that I write down in the morning, that should be a successful day, right? A fulfilled day. So, you know, these three things, you know, no social media or any other distractions, taking time for yourself, meditating, calming down your mind, trying to, you know, train that refocus capability or skill, and then journaling. And after that, like half an hour taking care of myself, I start doing what I think is most important that day, right? And usually that's around eight and I start working around nine. So usually that's an hour for myself, something that I think is important for whatever I'm doing. So that can be working on the LinkedIn learning course can be strategize, strategizing something for the communities that, that we're running because you're involved in one as well. Um, you know, it can be writing a blog post, can be, you know, take care of anything else that I think is important. Then during, during the day and half, you know, like half or a little bit later, I try to exercise, um, go to the gym or go for a run or, you know, do anything that I, you know, um, triggers your heart rate, right? And, and, you know, challenges your body. And then I also try to walk one hour with my dog, be outside, catch some sunshine, right? And it's funny, me and my girlfriend do uh, turn by turn, right? So every morning it's or either my, my turn or her turn, right? So then uh, either one of us can already start doing what they, what they need to do. But usually because I work from home 100%. I don't have any travel time, so that allows me to spend that time differently. Um, and it makes it easier for me to, you know, go for a walk or, or anything else. As long as I produce what needs to be produced that day, uh, nobody complains, right? So that's a certain level of trust that I um, earned. Uh, but it's also something that, yeah, I need to deliver because otherwise somebody is going to be uh, more closely monitoring what I'm doing and how am I spending uh, how I'm spending my hours, right? So, uh, and a lot of it is outside of my control as well, right? Certain customer meetings or meetings with stakeholders or something that needs to be delivered or something that's on fire, right? <laughs> so, 
certain things you cannot really plan. It seems like you have this very structured approach or mm. program, if you will, that you start running every day. So it mm -hmm. almost seems like a run book to you. To, <laughs> well, the day starts and your, your alarm clock is going and you're waking mm -hmm. up and you're, you're starting your program. But it seems like to be very difficult to adapt to situations that you have not that have not been put in your 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 program mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when things come across that you haven't planned or couldn't foresee how are you adapting to to those kind of situations well nothing's perfect right so this is what i'm trying to accomplish right and sometimes yeah i do touch my phone in the morning but i can plan that or it's my own fault uh, but if something else occurs and then i have to just plan accordingly right and sometimes i don't I'm not able to finish all the things that I wrote down in the, that morning because something else with a higher priority just came up, right? So then I just adjust, right? So I do have my schedule. I do have my run book or my operating model, <laughs> right? But yeah, life just happens, right? So I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be too hard on myself or my schedule. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I fail, right? Or I, I mess up, <laughs> And I'm trying to learn from it and, 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 you know, move on. So there are periods where I don't journal this morning. I didn't feel like it. I don't know why I was like, no, oh, let me already start doing this. And then there are times that I don't meditate, but recently I started incorporating that again, like a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, it, it, my girlfriend always tells me like, oh, you're meditating again. Cause she, she notices that I'm easier or, or, more calm or collected somehow and it only takes like 10 minutes right so um so yeah circle back on your story because i'm <laughs> i'm drifting away but um you know and circle back on what you just said um i try not to be too hard on on myself and my schedule all right yeah well i know you for quite some time and i know your mm -hmm. learning curve mm -hmm. is it something you have always done over the past years or is it in recent years that you well give you yourself as you say an operating model for going through the day or is it something you have been practicing for only a recent time it's a good question um for the last couple of years um it's more deliberate so i'm really thinking about it and i'm honing it um but i've always been uh structuring whatever I was doing, right? Um, there were times that I didn't prioritize my sleep and I was messing around with technology uh, until you know late at night. Uh, wake up early in the morning again and maybe because I was quote unquote younger that I it was more easy uh, easily to do. Um, so uh, for the last couple of years, I'm prioritizing my sleep because I know if I get a good night's sleep, then you know everything else um, comes easier. Um, but yeah, I always had a form of structure, hence ADHD, right? Find a way for myself, you know, find my own way of structuring everything. Like five years ago, I got well diagnosed, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I could put a sticker on my forehead, like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's, it's, always, it's always nice to have a label and you get to be part of some kind of group. But I'm not sure if this is, this is the label you were waiting for. However, um, I think it works for you, right? So 
It does. Circling back account, uh, again uh, to, to, to your learning curve. And mm. I want to go some, somewhere with this. So <laughs> looking at 10 years ago, Robin Smorenberg, 10 years ago, mm. I knew you then. Mm. Weren't the, well, let's say community leader that you are now. Mm. So I figure that a lot of people are following you, for example, on Robino.io which is a learning platform where the tagline is let's get better together. Mm -hmm. What would you advise to the people that are following you or joining you and are crunching to, to get some, this, just a tiny bit of the learning curve that you had in the, in the, in the, in the recent years, how do you achieve that, that, that flow for continuous learning and continuous improvement of yourself? Good question. Um, you know, first of all, recently I'm, I'm I'm starting to question myself, like why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Right? I still haven't found the answer. Uh, I think that a lot of people ask themselves, like, okay, what motivates me? What drives me? And why am I putting so much energy in whatever I'm doing? Um, you know, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, I just want to see how far how far I can take it, and it's something I'm good at and something I'm I enjoy doing. Do you need more, right? So that's more of a life quest or something. Yeah. Why do we exist? Like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something we're going to discuss today, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to keep improving, right? Uh, for a long time, that was just technology. So, you know, I started working as a system, well, support engineer, system administrator. Uh, worked my way up through different companies. At one point, we were working together right? I started doing consultancy before that. Always worked with Microsoft technologies, always like office automation type of technologies, Active Directory, Exchange, SQL Server, Hyper-V eventually. You know, the whole Microsoft stack, RDS, right? Um, and I always challenged myself and always were uh, prioritizing my learning curve basically. So I always spend extra additional time like, okay, everybody stops at five. I'll just go, go on for one or, more, one or two hours more because I want to understand this, right? Or, you know, start a little bit earlier, earlier, sooner, whatever. And because of this, people were noticing my motivation, my, uh, my drive, right? Um, so people were making time out of their own schedule to mentor me, to learn me certain things because they were like, okay, this guy is willing. This guy is willing to put in the work. So I always worked on myself and and specifically on technical skills, technical capabilities. And for the last couple of years, what is it, three years, whatever, just throw a number out there. Um, I'm also including a lot more personal development. Right, you develop as a person automatically because of your life experiences, and you know you just become a hopefully a better and better person over time. Right. Um, but if you're more aware, so you develop a certain self-awareness, then you can also look at yourself in the mirror, reflect on certain things like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I taking this in the right direction? Okay. What are my weaknesses? Right. And everybody has them and I have a lot as well. So by prioritizing these weaknesses, you can even, you know, grow faster or become even better as a person. And because you're prioritizing personal development, 
um, and also things like hey, sleep, nutrition, exercise, and all these things. The other things that technology becomes easier as well, right? Because you're optimizing yourself for whatever you're doing. Uh, plus, I do think that if you focus on the fundamentals, right? Networking, storage, compute, uh, they're all list. Um, if you're interested, it's on robino.io as well. <laughs> There's some marketing out there. Yeah, great yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, there, at, at one point, you know, I started in IT and I was, you know, dragging around with switches, uh, racking and stacking servers, installing uh, operating systems, you know, bootstrapping servers, whatever, RAID configurations, all that, you know, stuff that's still until still today is being used, but not directly by me. It's been, you know, in most cases, it's managed by Microsoft. So they do rack and stack switches or rack and stack racks or rack and stack containers, whatever they do with their data centers. But you know, if you just look at Azure, it's, it's, you know, a Microsoft managed data center, which they build some form of abstraction on top of, uh, which we can consume by using, you know, ARM. So, the API, PowerShell, Azure CLI, or the portal, right? Uh, but I, I know that there is still compute, networking, storage, et cetera, et cetera, going underneath whatever we see, right? So could, at one point, you... It, it, you know, it becomes much easier for uh, for someone who is doing this for for a longer time or who has this, um, you know conceptualized all these different things to wrap your head around new technologies like oh okay kubernetes okay but what is it actually what are we doing right mm -hmm. and then you look at it from a different perspective and then of course you still need to get into all the nitty-gritty details and you still need to you know become comfortable in the command line and all the commands and know what you're doing but it's not as scary as it can be because you're like oh wait wait a minute this just runs on servers or virtual servers or whatever right we're virtualizing a workload, not necessarily from a virtual machine, but from an application perspective. Right, and we're orchestrating that. And we have still have to deal with CPU and memory and storage and networking, right? So it shifts a little bit, but the core of what we're doing doesn't necessarily change, right? So, um, so yeah, that would realization. Able, would you still be able to 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 fulfill your your job, your responsibilities, if you hadn't? Have that that experience with racking and stacking servers, so knowing your IOPS, your CPU, or networking expertise. So for, there are a lot of younger people out there who are now in school or just starting with cloud mm -hmm. computing. Um, can they do it without those basic skills you were just mentioning, which which you are con uh, which you are naming, giving the name of fundamentals? Is it fundamental to achieve a cloud career to know those kind of those kind of technologies. Yes and no. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let me re let me rephrase that. It depends. No, no. Okay. Um, no, I think to a certain degree it does. And if you become really want to become really successful and adaptable and being able to learn new things fast, right? Because everything moves fast, so you need to be able to learn fast. And I think, first of all, learning is a skill, right? So it's something that you can can learn yourself how to learn, basically. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Right. Um, but to circle back on, on your question, I do think that it's crucial uh, to understand what happens underneath the hood. Right. For example, 
I'm a developer. Uh, I'm developing a uh, serverless function. Function. So I, I, you know, use function, function on programming constructs and and stuff. And okay, I deploy my function on an Azure function, and I do need to tie into some workload that's running somewhere, right? Uh, inside of Azure, and it can be quote unquote a traditional workload. So I have to understand networking to a certain degree. And I have to understand authentication and authorization to a certain degree because how is that how is that function going to authenticate and and get the yeah necessary authorizations to do whatever it needs to do right so I I do have to think about all these well fundamental things to come up with the best solution possible or if something doesn't work then I need to troubleshoot it and if I don't know you know what happens underneath then I probably don't know what to look for, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do think that the fundamentals are crucial. And I'm not saying um, understand networking from, you know, um, a bits and bytes perspective and, and, and different buffers and all and everything that goes underneath. But do know the difference between TCP and UDP. Do know about IP addressing and, you know, firewalling, stateless versus stateful. Right? Why is my packet not coming back? Right? Yeah. Okay. Because what are we dealing with? Right? Is it stateful or stateless? Uh, do I have to also? Yeah, do I have to create additional rules to make sure that my packet comes back? Because otherwise, you know, it doesn't understand what uh, what to send the packet back to. So, you know, there are certain things that um, are crucial to understand from any um, or for anyone who is practicing some. Uh, IT related or technology related, um, you know, job or position. Cool. Yeah. So would you rather have people to just dive in within the new technologies and come around the more, well, I hate to say the classic or traditional technology because <laughs> under the hood, it's still, it's, it's, it's still the engine of the, of the newer, newer, newer mm -hmm. technologies, as you say. So, but would you rather have your or your, your younger people that you are mentoring right now, would you rather have them starting from the new school perspective? So creating an Azure function and run into problems and learn from that going deep diving into those details, mm -hmm. or would you rather have them to start with, as we say, the fundamentals and from that perspective, approach the newer technologies? Um, the last one, actually, the latter. So fundamentals, right? As an example, I'm mentoring a couple of people. Um, one of them is just starting out. Uh, he already did AZ 900, right? And he was looking at the AZ 104 as your administrator associate. And, you know, we had a call and I was asking about his experience and he doesn't have too much experience. So he was able to wrap his head around the Azure fundamental uh, certification but he didn't really realize what happens underneath, right? Like, okay, and, and okay, what would be the next step? So based on some input that I got out of the communities, I was like, hey, think about maybe a CompTIA, you know, um, cloud agnostic or IT vendor agnostic certification and not necessarily the certification. So um, I went ahead and advised him to start working on the CompTIA A+. Certification and not necessarily passing the certification, but at least acquiring the knowledge, right? Because that's something else we can discuss as well. But 
um, to get some familiarity with, okay, how does a computer operate? What are the different components? How do they relate to each other? What What is an operating system even, right? And what different types of stories do we have? And, and all these other things that you have to think about when you look at a computer. And if that's a desktop or a laptop or a server in a server rack, they all do the same, right, basically. So uh, my advice was to start at the beginning, get a little bit more fam familiarity uh, with, with these different concepts, and then start building on top of that by aiming for the AZ-104, right, which nowadays is also a prerequisite for the AZ-305. So to become a solution architect, you need to pass the 104 as well. So I do think that Microsoft is looking at it as well, like, okay, what is a learning a good learning path for somebody to become a solutions architect. Okay, that starts at being an administrator or an engineer, right? At least in my book, there are other takes on this as well. Uh, but I do I do think that having a healthy degree of experience will definitely help you uh, along the line. So can it yeah start at the beginning and then just work your way up, right? And if you look at where I am today, yeah. I mean, I'm doing this for 15 years, right? So um, give yourself the time as well. Nobody's chasing you. It can be that you're looking to optimize your life or, you know, reach a certain point of comfort or, you know, um, money-wise or, or anything that motivates you to do what you do. But, you know, allowing yourself the time to, to grow is, is crucial as well, right? Nobody can sprint a marathon. And so, so if you try to sprint a marathon, then you'll probably, well, we'll make it to the end. <laughs> right? You'll be so exhausted if you, if you even make it. Yeah. Right. Probably won't make what it. You're saying there. You know, you're sprinting and then you're going to crawl. Right. So you find, you need to find a pace that's, that's, um, maintainable. Right. something that you can keep up. And of course it's fine to sprint sometimes, right? Sometimes I'm burning the candle at both ends because I know I'm asking too much of myself, but. I'm doing it deliberately and I know that I cannot maintain this for weeks or months, right? Mm. So after that, I know that and I know that I need to recover. So then I need to do something else, relax, play a game, go out with friends or whatever, right? So it's an healthy balance. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm drifting away from our conversation. What was it? What no, it's about? not a problem at all because <laughs> I think you're saying very, very useful things for people that are listening right now and that are um, actually trying to achieve what maybe you have achieved or are trying to grow within a cloud engineering career or a cloud architecting career. Mm -hmm. So um, moving forward on that topic, because looking at Azure, I mean, we are at Azure Talks, so let's talk mm -hmm. a bit of Azure. Mm -hmm. um, Ignite is coming up um, mm -hmm. in the cloud. One thing is for certain, and that is that every day new features and updates and innovations are being pushed towards us. Mm -hmm. um, how do you keep up? Because you have to start with the fundamentals. We're talking about technology, which, well, even looking at IT as a sector or as, 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 as a practice, um, there are still people alive who have seen the first computer where people <laughs> in lab coats were standing next to the first computer, which was even bigger than most of the buildings here in the Netherlands. I mean, mm. how are you keeping up with this fast cycle of innovations that the big tech companies like Microsoft are, are 
are handing over to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. I think the answer is in all whatever we already discussed now, but it's a good question. Looking, looking at um, yourself. So what yeah. are channels or ways or, okay. or, or what, what are your channels to, to, to keep up with what's new in the market? Social media, uh, specifically LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, I do think that a, a lot of valuable information is being shared on, on both platforms. Right, so following me, <laughs> for example, <laughs> or you or, or, or others who are actively sharing uh, new developments, right? Uh, Azure MVPs, if we're talking about Microsoft and Azure in this case, are usually keen on sharing new things, right? Because yeah, that's what we like, that's what we do, um, among other things as well. But so first of all, social media, um, Microsoft blog, um, yeah, what else, right? I'm, I'm always trying to keep my ears and eyes open uh, for whatever's happening in, in the market, right? So there are a lot of AI things being developed and a lot of AI-based services being released. Um, so I think that there's more of, of, of that to come. Uh, but yeah, how do I know that? Because, you know, I try to listen to podcasts. I try to uh, watch certain user group sessions, live streams, or other, you know, other streams of information where others are sharing what, what they're busy with or stuff that they're seeing or stuff that their customers are struggling with or, you know, just fancy innovative technology that they're enthusiastic about or, or anything, right? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag, I think, of different channels, platforms, whatever, you know, and sometimes one of the benefits that I have is, is it's um, nobody needs to motivate me, right? It's motivation from within, in centric, intrinsic, whatever motivation. Yeah. And so it's part of what I love, part of what I like to do, right? So uh, I don't mind, well, I don't mind doom scrolling anyway, because that's what the platforms make you do. Uh, but sometimes I'm I'm deliberately just looking at new things, or uh, I'm spending some time on, on on a podcast when I walk outside, or you know include other things around my nine to five to keep up to date with with whatever's coming. So yeah, and whenever I see something that really interests me, then yeah, sometimes I go into a rabbit hole, right? And then you, yeah, before you know it, you're like, oh, okay, wait, <laughs> what am I doing here? And then you know you get out, but. All the things that you learn and 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 relearn and and also teach to others because that's a way of learning as well. You know, they all stick and and they're all in there somewhere. I'm not saying that I know everything uh, top of mind, uh, but I do know enough to you know search for something specific or whatever, and then you know re-enable these neurons who include yeah who, who hold that information if that how your mind works anyway. But you know, so it's how do you say that? It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. I hope that makes it, sense. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, th I think that there's not one channel or one source where you can extract all that updates and innovations and new technologies from. Um, neither can you no. read there how you will implement it or how you will use it to increase the value of your customers or your own organization, right? So, no, and I think 
we haven't even said that, but I think it's it's important to you know relay that whenever we can. But it's perfectly fine not to know anything, not anything. No, that's not the case. But not to know everything, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you can't know everything, right? Even when you look at Azure as a platform and all the capabilities and services that that they have, right? You can categorize these services. And I'm not a big IoT guy or somebody who who's done a lot with with the data platform. That's you know uh, Synapse or other other uh, types of data engineering services or or whatever. I know what when you yeah when you can use it or I know when to use it and I know enough to um, you know work with it as a solution architect. But if you ask me to you know build out the complete solution, then yeah maybe eventually I I will be able to do it, but uh, nowhere near. Um, the way that somebody who specialized in it can do it, right? So what I'm trying to say is that that you need to have a focus area um, to, to, yeah, well, to focus on the, but, you know, a focus area that, that really interests you. And then it's really easy or easier to, you know, challenge yourself to keep up because it's something that really interests you, right? So for me, I... Yeah, recently or recently for a while now, I'm really focused on Kubernetes and well, cloud native, right? So container orchestration, but also serverless Kubernetes in the form of Azure container apps, right? And things like that, like, okay, how do you, you know, build a microservices um, application or, you know, things like, okay, monolith versus microservice and all the other, you know, things that that, that entail, but you know, what I'm trying to say is make sure that you focus on something that really interests you, and then it becomes easier to keep up. Yeah, so I also believe in that that that, that model where you have a broad perspective or a, a broad focus and one deep focus. So mm-hmm. for you, that broad focus is maybe cloud or Microsoft <laughs> Biosystem or Azure. Well, I, I know you have a LinkedIn learning track for Google Cloud Platform, so mm-hmm. maybe doesn't apply to you because your broad focus is more broader than most of us but uh, and you have this deep focus for kubernetes for now for a while yeah Um, so let's talk technology or let's talk practice you as a north cloud architect working with customers Mm -hmm. what are current projects that you are working on and and how are you thriving value to your customers that's a good one. I have to be careful not to breach any NDAs, but um, if you can't answer it, we'll, I have another question. No, no, no. I can. The technologies that I'm currently working with are well, a lot of Kubernetes, most of it on Azure, but some of it on other clouds as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So that we're talking about GCP and AWS. Uh, I've done GCP for a while. Circle back um, to yeah, my Microsoft background and. Uh, started focusing on Azure again, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I cannot work with GCP or or AWS, right? Uh, we're building a um, yeah a platform. <laughs> Trying to think about what can I say and what I can't, but um, yeah, new technologies, but there are also some you know legacy challenges in there. Um, I'm involved in a project where we're migrating like a thousand VMs. To uh, to a cloud platform, 
and these are all well vm based workloads quote unquote traditional workloads that we're going to be migrating and eventually going to be modernizing as well so we're looking at code bases because well this customer writes some of yeah their code or their applications themselves but they also have like yeah off the shelf products so we need to look at that um so part of it is migrating but another project yeah we're building a platform from from scratch um based on two clouds so that's quite interesting some blockchain technology in there as well some private blockchain um geez what else what else um another customer who's has a really interesting take on multi-cloud like okay well we're offering our business like three uh, the, the three major cloud platforms uh, as an option. Uh, and we're going to make sure that it doesn't really matter which platform you choose. They're all even evenly mature um, configured. So they all have proper landing zones set up. They're all, you know, properly set up for your applications to yeah, be, be landing on, on that platform. So the last one to include was GCP. So that's something we're working on quite interesting as well so we're deploying like a landing zone there now so you know it's it's a little bit all over the place um to be honest i'm a little bit too much involved in meetings and presentations and all that other stuff so at the end of the day i'm an engineer right uh, who likes to talk and has well quite some experience uh, so i'm able to fulfill like a architect role with that but yeah at the end of the day i just like to you know, mess around with technology, uh, engineer stuff, uh, think about the bigger picture. Um, are we delivering what we need to deliver, right? So are we uh, still paying attention to, you know, the, the, you know, business requirements? Are we still focused enough on the value that we're trying to produce? Or are we, you know, over-engineering and, you know, just like to build fancy things because that's what we do, right? So a little bit of everything. Uh, and hopefully with a new engagement that I'll start working on uh, the 1st of October is um, getting my hands a little bit more dirty as well. So, um, yeah. It's quite interesting what you're you're telling because you're an engineer or an architect or mm -hmm. well, a little bit of both maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and you're saying that you're a lot within meetings and you're considering business requirements, but you're also working with technology. Are we in the transition of that technology, te technical jobs are becoming more and more business jobs, human jobs? Do we need more of those soft skills to, to mm. enable our customers or organizations we're working with to actually adopt technology? Mm, wh what was your question? If we need to focus more on soft skills and that um, as techies, we actually need to communicate more and, and all that stuff. Is that what you're... Yeah, and maybe even try to understand processes or business mm. models. Mm -hmm. So... Um, to a certain degree, yeah. Yeah. How does that affect the... Uh, I see you as the, the, the learning master, right? So you, you <laughs> can't be the master before mastering the basics. It's something that you have said to me uh, quite a while ago and it, it keeps popping up in my head. And I'm just elaborating now on what are those basics? 
those basics are, of course, as we just uh, circling around back to uh, to the mm -hmm. topic earlier, the fundamentals, which is storage, CPU, networking. Yeah. But has has business skills or maybe even empathy become a, a, a fundamental as well? To become oh, a good yeah. cloud engineer? Well, it, it of, of course, I think the more empathy you have, uh, the better. You know, the more developed your soft skills are, the better, right? But for that as well, it's, yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, when I was younger, uh, I was always technically capable of my, you know, of, of my direct colleagues who are usually, well, quite some years older, right? So mm -hmm. I was technically always ahead of the curve, if you want to call it like that. Um, but yeah, usually you get, uh, you know, into that whole salary discussion <laughs> because I love what I do, but I also... <laughs> We've all been there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love what I do, but I also need to pay the bills, right? So, um, and, and, and some. So... Um, then you have that salary discussion or you talk with your colleagues about it and eventually have a, you know, a pretty clear picture of who's making what. <laughs> yeah. And at one yeah. point I went to my manager. I'm like, why is this guy making a thousand a month more as we're doing the same stuff and projects, right? He said, yeah, he has more experience. I'm like, yeah, okay, but we're doing the same things. Our hourly rate is the same. You know, we're working together on the same thing. So how is that? Yeah, he's older. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, great excuse, right? It's something that comes... Yeah, but at that point, I, yeah. I wasn't able to wrap my head around that concept as in, okay, you know, and the, the, the more mature I became, the softer I became towards that attitude or towards that uh, statement as in, okay, I'm a much completer or, or better, it's not the right term, but I'm much more capable, let me rephrase it, right? I'm much more capable that I'm right now than like five years ago. Mm. It's night and day for me, right? So I do think that, um, you know, becoming a better person from a soft skill perspective um, does come with time automatically. And you can even enhance it by focusing on specific areas, right? Like I certainly had a realization like, oh, wait, I do have an ego, right? Everybody has one and it has, you know, pros and, and cons. You know, you know, sometimes you have to keep it in check, but it's also something that, you know, motivates and, and, and creates a certain drive, right? So I'm not saying get rid of your ego completely, but just the realization, the awareness of like, oh, wait a minute, what's happening? Why am I responding the way I'm responding, right? I cannot stand, um, you know, wrongdoing or, or people who are unfair, you know, unf you know, unfairness. So whenever that happens, I get this fire from within right and then my emotion takes over i'm not a nice person then i become really direct and and um you know at least what's going on right mm -hmm. but the more i'm I, I realize that the better i can direct it and the better i can use it as a tool as well right or don't use it deliberately when it's not appropriate right what is it i'm trying to achieve here and how am i going to be able to do that without my emotions taking over right and now it's all good. We're here having a nice discussion and, you know, nothing uh, of that sort is uh, applicable now. But, you know, sometimes you're in certain situations and then, yeah, it just happens, right? And then you look back at it, reflect. So to circle back on your question, um, 
I do think it becomes more and more important, you know, soft skills that is, or personal development or whatever you want to call it, right? Some people hate the term soft skills, um, you know, but, but on, focus on any, everything else and just the technology. And you can even take that a step further, right? Understanding business requirements. But I do also think that it's a natural progression. So, you know, to lower the bar or lower the expectations a little bit for, for someone who's listening to this and who's just starting out, focus on stuff that matters, right? Stuff, focus on stuff that's right in front of you and try to forget about everything else. And if that's being able to do your job from a technical perspective, because that's eventually what we need to bring to the table, especially as a you know, support engineer or a cloud engineer or whatever, right? The core of what we do is technology. Uh, but at one point, you'll also have to think about, hey, okay, what are certain characteristics that I have that are not really suiting me or you know, things that I need to work on or am I optimizing myself? Do I sleep enough? Things like that, right? So uh, I do think that comes with time um, and you need to have the bandwidth, right? You cannot do everything at once. So step-by-step, uh, step, right? And that's something else I would like to highlight you know, step-by-step step, consistency. So try to show up every day and do something, right? Even if it's half an hour, for 30 days, 30 minutes, it's 900 minutes a month that you can spend on something to become better at something. And that's excluding everything else you do that day, right? So if I want to become better at whatever, name something, Kubernetes, um, but I don't really have a lot of time you know, then I can squeeze everything in the weekend, but I do also need to relax and, and, you know, trying to find that balance. So what I like to do is then, you know, spend like 30 minutes or an hour a day for five days or for seven days, depending on whatever I have going in the weekend. And then, you know, try to do that over and over and over again, right? Everybody or not everybody, but a lot of people underestimate or overestimate what they can do in, you know, a year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. If you just show up and, and do the work and be consistent, right? So small steps and that accumulates over time. Mm. Right. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. And uh, Robin, I want to thank you for, for, for doing this. Um, I think we, uh, we have to wrap it up. It has been <laughs> an, uh, an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Um, is there any last message you want to put out there? Oh yeah. Um, if you need anything, help, or you're stuck or, or whatever, you know, reach out to the community. Right? The community where, is where, full. Where, where can we find you online? Where can we oh, you can find me everywhere except on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. But the rest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest you can find me. No, I'm I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn under my name. Uh, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is my first and my last name, uh, Robin Spornberg or Robin Spornberg, whatever you want to call it. You can find me on uh, robino.io. That's robin with an O.io. Uh, yeah, well, you can find Rolf there as well. Uh, and you can find me on Streaming Clouds. Um, well, we have a YouTube channel. That's what it is about, right? We're, we're yeah, a live stream, multi-cloud live stream. Well, a little bit bi <laughs> biased by now, but we're trying <laughs> to be a multi-cloud live stream. Um, but you can also find me on community.streamingclouds.io. So yeah, whatever floats your boat, right? So um, so yeah, on that note, if you need any help or you're stuck or you know you need to bounce something off of someone, uh, just reach out. It can be me, it can be Rolf, it can be anyone else in the community. 
Uh, that's that's what the community is about. So um, yeah, get better together. <laughs> yeah, what an end, what an end. Well, to all of you uh, listening, and um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, hope you will join us for the next episode, and um, hope to see you uh, within the communities. Take care. Bye.